Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Major Four um, Lean Toss-Up Call of Duty Betting Podcast. This is it, guys. This is the last major of the year. We made it. We finally, the uh, the London LAG match finally ended, uh, mercifully. Then there's other matches. It, it's all online COD for the year is over now. Every single game now will be played on land. So that is a that is a good thing. And now to break down uh, how how we feel about this upcoming weekend and, and our leans on, on the games is, of course, uh, my co-host, uh, Ryan, from CDL Metrics. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing well. Yeah, excited as you are that we're done with online play. Um, I feel like last weekend, uh, specifically with that LAG match, just not ever finishing. Um, that was a pretty good indicator that, like, uh, you know, or I don't know if it's a good indicator. I would say it's a good way to wrap up a somewhat disjointed online season of COD. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, a lot of crashes with this game. Um, even on LAN environments, the game can crash sometimes. So we're not out of the weeds completely. Like We could still have two-hour, three-hour-long matches uh, coming up this weekend or uh, in August, but... Yeah, excited. Back on land. We're in New York, the, the Big Apple. Um, subliners, they got to get hot now. They're they're kind of the talk of the town for a lot of reason. But um, yeah, there's obviously 11 other teams that are fighting for this. And yeah, the race for the top eight in champs is going to be exciting. And I do think we're going to come down to Sunday, really, to really iron out who's in and who's out. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's going to be pretty interesting. There is a lot to to talk about in terms of, um, in terms of like there's a lot you could talk about this weekend, right? In terms of futures, in terms of champ standings, uh, in terms of basically a lot of different different ways to approach this. I will give a quick update in terms of our champ standings because again, at theoretically, at the end of the day, this is what this is all boiling down to. So, obviously, FaZe and Optic, they've both clinched. Um, Optic, of course, not winning another game after the one game they need to clinch, so that's good for... That's not good, but it is that it is what it is for them. Ravens at 190, Surge at 185, Boston at 170 in 5th place, Ultra in 6th place at 160, Thieves in 7th place at 150, Gorillas still holding, clutching on to that 8th place spot at 145 points, Rocker in ninth at 140, Mutineers at 10th at 140, and then Subliners one t- sitting at, in 11th place at 110 points, and of course the lowly Paris Legion in last 12th last place uh, with just 20 CDL points. So, obviously the gap has shrunk now between well a lot of this stuff between fifth and and tenth. It's a it's a 30 point gap. Unfortunately for the subliners, that loss I think is going to cost them. Honestly, that loss against Thieves, that last match of the weekend, that might hurt them. Yes, it got them into a better side of the bracket, and that is that is helpful. But uh, I was not particularly great to them because the problem is is now you're you're now still 35 points back of LAG for eighth place, and that's before a match has even been played. You're 35 points back, which actually technically is 40 because you can't get five points. So again, this is where LAG won a major. 
that extra 15 points is, is basically 20 points as an extra two wins. So you're, you're already thir- you're already 40 points back of eighth place. And you have to hope LEG doesn't win a game because if LEG wins a game and or thieves win a game, if, if LEG and thieves win a game, then all of a sudden you're 50 points back. And you got to start winning the major. You have to, you have to get to the finals to make champs. Right. So and like, that's just to tie. Right. So you I, I'm a lot less confident in subliners now. That last loss really hurt them. It made them had to jump up a couple of standings. Um, Toronto got a win against Optic. They badly needed that. We could be we would we would have been talking about them in the exact same breath I just had, had they not beaten Optic in that game five. Um, Boston at 170. They're probably okay. I don't think that there's enough momentum for Minnesota and or Florida to overtake them. Um, and Seattle at 185 and, and London at 190, they're probably safe. But you're realistically looking at Toronto, Thieves, Gorillas, Minnesota, Florida, and Subliners. Three of those teams will make it. Three of them won't. I'm a little out in Subliners here. Unless Subliners, like, basically Subliners are going to need a top three finish. Now, the way you get to a top three finish is you either get to the winner's bracket final. If you get to winner's bracket final, you are guaranteed a top three standing, which top three is 40 points. So if, if basically, if LAG does not win a game, if LAG were to lose their losers round one match, which they definitely can, but if they were, then you would basically, now also Thieves are in there too, so Thieves, you basically tie Thieves and or, you basically overtake Gorillas and you would tie Thieves. So, you basically need Gorillas to go 0-1 and or you need Thieves to go 0-2 and you tie them. If you, to get to, but to even tie them, you'd have to get to the winner's bracket final. So you have to win two winner's bracket games or you have to slog through to get... Because the, the whole point of getting to the winner's final is that you immediately come out... If you lose the winner's finals, you're immediately basically shot out into the loser's bracket final. So you have to get to the loser's bracket final. So basically, their only hope is to get to top three in this major. And even then, even then, they might even need to make the finals just to have a shot. Because again, that's assuming like LEG can win... Their their losers round matchup is going to be between the loser of Toronto and LAG. So like between Toronto and, and London. So they could they could win that game. That's a possibility too. And thieves thieves play phase now. Thieves could of course win that game. That's fine. But even if thieves lose that game, guess what? They're playing Paris. At which point they win that game. They're getting ten points, right? So then they're up to one sixty, and then you need fifty points to overtake them. So not a great day to not a great time to be a uh, a subliners fan um what are your thoughts on this here do you see are, are you kind of i i was a bit more stronger on the subliners but that last loss i think that really hurt them what are your thoughts on the subliners here do you see them uh do you see them making it or or, or not no i'm i'm going to keep saying what i've been saying since the start of the stage um yeah i i don't see it for the subliners and we even said before this stage, like, if you're the subliners, like, okay, goal one is make winner's bracket for this major, uh, which they've done. And if you can, you know, maybe get to four wins or five wins. They didn't get five wins, but they got four and one. Like, a very, very good uh, qualifier stage for the subliners. The problem was, like, going into last week, we talked about it a lot. The teams just ahead of them had pretty favorable schedules, right? New York was, like, right on the cusp of some teams. They only got to play once last week. Meanwhile, Minnesota and Florida get two matches each. Both get to play Paris. They both come through in those matches, albeit pretty close matches with Paris. 
and they win their other matches, which maybe they were considered slight underdogs or coin tosses or whatever. Um, and now, like, now you're 30 points behind them again. Like, it can happen that quick for a team. So um, I did kind of see it coming. I don't want to, like, brag or anything. But even if New York had won last week, like, you're still 20 points behind those teams. It's just, That's how it is. Um, so, yeah, it'll definitely be tough. Obviously, job one is done. Like, if they had started in loser's bracket, it's a whole nother ball. Like, I don't want to say they'd be dead right now, but it'd be pretty close to that. Um, but job one is done. They got a winner's bracket spot. They got a pretty good seed, too. Um, and, yeah, like, it's it's still very, very well possible for them. I would say, yeah, definitely the job to do now is get to Sunday, right? Just get to Sunday I think a top two finish, right? Just making the finals, which is easier said than done, I think would be enough. Top three finishes borderline. I don't know if that would, it might have to come into tiebreakers at that point. Like with all these teams this close and Minnesota and Florida are actually tied in points right now. Like it very well could happen where we have like two, maybe three teams in a tiebreaker situation with CDL points and, We'll see how that ends up going down, but um, but yeah, I've been saying uh, Paris, New York, Florida, and LAG are going to be my teams to miss champs. I'll stick with that prediction, although LAG did get a humongous win um, to stay above that line. So with that being said, right, LAG do start in loser's bracket. Minnesota and Florida and New York uh, all get to start in winner's bracket. So if you're LAG... I mean, <laughs> like, I think we can all foresee what's going to happen, right? You've got two teams on your heels. Um, they're both starting in winner's bracket. You're not. Uh, odds are one or both of those teams pass you this weekend, and you fall below that nine seed line. So, yeah. Um, maybe they shock us all uh, like they did at Major 2 and go on a crazy run, but... I think uh, we've all seen that coming for a while. Honestly, I'm not too worried about Thieves. They're just one spot ahead of LAG uh, in seventh and only five points ahead of LAG. But um, it's not a horrible path for LA Thieves. They obviously get phase in round one, which is the hardest opponent you could draw. Um, But even if they do lose that match... Uh, you get to fall down and play Paris, right? So that's kind of the benefit of being in that 4-5 game is if you lose, you get a soft landing, you get to play the 12 seed. This stage it was Paris, as it usually is. Uh, and if you just take care of business versus Paris, there's 10 points for you. And now maybe you can start a little bit of a loser's bracket run to um, get a few more CDL points here or there. So I'm not terribly worried about thieves and obviously if they beat phase on day one you know that's humongous right that's 10 that's 10 more points in the bank if not 20 because based on placements you get points as well so you would get those points which would be huge and your path gets a lot easier because you knock phase out or at least down into losers bracket so Everyone else, right? Yeah, Toronto, we talked about a little bit. Um, going into last week, I was cautiously... I wasn't saying, like, I was panicking on them. Um, had they lost their last game, I like, yeah, it would have been a loser's bracket start. They come into winner's bracket in a tiebreaker. Good for them. 
Um, I think they'll be okay. Their first round match is London. That's definitely winnable. Um, and again, you've got a lot of teams right on your heels, but you know, like you have a a good setup to at least get ten CDL points, maybe twenty. Like it's not going to take much to cushion you, I think. So those teams are good. And then yeah, the the five seeds and higher, I think, should all be good. It's really just to talk about the eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Um, can New York go super hot? reach the finals if so they've got a shot and then can minnesota and or florida you know at least make it to sunday i think those teams that's kind of the goal for those teams like if we're top four that should be good granted if all these teams surprise us in new york and florida and minnesota all go on these runs and like then things get really interesting that's when we'd have to talk about you know maybe thieves slip down maybe ultra at that point would slip down but Again, a lot of ifs being thrown around. It's exciting, right? There's a lot of different ways this could go, and um, we got to play the games to find out exactly how this shakes out. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, and there's a lot of bracketology that comes into this. So, just kind of quickly reading off odds for to win the tournament. Obviously, you've got Phase at plus 120, Subliners at plus 350, and again, I'm using the, the Bodog prices, but these are the same on Bet365 as well. Subliners plus 350, Ravens plus 650, Ultra plus 750, uh, Boston plus 1,000, Rocker plus 1,200, Thieves plus 1,400, Mutineer 1,600, Optic 20 at plus uh, 2,000 or 20 to 1, Surge thirty three to one, Gorillas uh, two hundred to one, and Paris five hundred to one. Which actually, hilariously enough, um, we talked about the the odds to win the major before the major started. Paris was five hundred to one. They have not improved, <laughs> which is not yeah. shocking. Not <laughs> shocking at all. Uh, but the team beside them had the, the team that started the lowest odds beside them has definitely improved. Ravens were at 250 to one to win the, to win the major. They are now at six, uh, six plus 650 or 6.5 to one, I guess, but don't, don't ever call that to a Brit. They will be very mad at you if you do that, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, I mean, we obviously bet the Ravens and I am very, very happy with that decision. Um, I actually have a cash out on that now. Um, I bet $10 on the Ravens to make the finals and $10 for them to win it. The cash out, if I was to pull it right now, I can make about $400. So a little, I think it's maybe a little over $400, like 408 or something. It's like basically around 400. So I could do that if I wanted to. Um, I think I'm going to let it ride. I think, I mean, here's the thing. How, how many times do you, I mean, again, this was a very low cost ticket. This was not particularly expensive, right? How many times do you get to? Uh, how many times do you get to sit there with a ticket that'll pay out uh, thirty five hundred dollars, right? So uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna hold. Um, I will say though that I feel like Optic at twenty to one is a buy. I feel like that's actually pretty decent value. Optic can go on some runs, and and just looking at the bracket, their side of the bracket here, they start off with the loser of Minnesota Subliners, which like. We'll talk about that match later, but I actually, I mean, despite what the odds say, I feel like that could really realistically be either team. And then, um, then they they'll then play the loser of they'll then play the winner of Surge versus the loser of Boston, Florida, a winnable game, a, a winnable game. Then they get the basically the top. Then the, then they'll play basically the winner from 
the top of the winner's bracket. So for the winner of Ravens and Ultra versus the winner of, of Thieves, Phase. So that could be Phase. That they could be eliminating Phase or Thieves. Actually, if Thieves win, then they could be... It, it depends on where Thieves... Like, if Ravens win and then they beat Phase, and that could be Phase, that could be Ravens, that could be Thieves, that could even be Ultra. So you could be playing one of those top teams, but then you're kind of close to the to the end there. You're probably getting a weaker quality opponent from the the other side of the bracket and then you're looking at um and then you're just looking at cleaning up whoever um lost the winners finals and then then you're not in bad shape at all so you're really like it's not bad I, people say optic is inconsistent they got up 2-0 on Toronto they beat Toronto in a hard point easy which was a it was a bocage and then they beat Toronto in a search and destroy then they somehow lost the Gavutu Control. I'm still not sure exactly. I've got to renew the, review this game footage. Then they lost the Gavutu Control. Then they lost the Hard Point, which I think I can't remember which Hard Point was. I think it was. A, I don't think it was. I can't remember if it was Berlin or not. But they lost that one, and then they uh, and then they then they lost the the final search. Then they lost the final search and destroy. I just I I thought this Toronto team was chalked. Apparently they're not chalked, but. I just still think this optic team isn't that bad. I, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, they're. I have them basically taking either, whoever in their winners round one to five games, either whether it's subliners or rocker. So, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of hating on. Like, I, I think optic could win. I, I I don't think it's crazy to say optic could go on a relatively deep run. And if you have optic, I mean, again, it's twenty to one. You're not betting a ton here. Um, another 10 on that is more than fine, but yeah, I, I don't hate that, that kind of future. What other options? So I'll actually, before I hand it off to you, uh, Ryan, I'll just quote you my championship odds here. Um, so I have, um, I have phase about 54, 53.80% chance, so 54% chance to win the tournament. Next largest favorite is New York at a 12.41% chance. Then London at 9.75% chance. Um, and then followed by Thieves at 7.31. Surprisingly, Toronto at 6.6.1, which is actually is the fifth highest, but functionally tied in there with third. Like, it's a functional tie with third, basically. It's actually pretty high for them. Then the next up is Optic at 2.2. Actually, no, the next one is Minnesota 2.59, then Optic 2.28, everybody else at 2. And unfortunately for the Paris fans, uh, Paris has won the tournament zero times. As a matter of fact, they actually don't even make the, the losers round they don't even make um, the second losers finals. They don't even make the losers loser bracket final once. Um, they make the second loser bracket final, like one back from it one time. That's it. So um, not particularly great. They actually don't even make it out of losers round. They only make it out of losers round one six percent of the time. Now that being said, though, it depends who they're playing and and who it is and how they look the in the first game. But I would I I, I kind of feel like I'm gonna place a bet on Paris to at least cover the spread, maybe even win that that first round match, but that's a different story for another day for a different time. But yeah, model has phase about a 50%, 50% favorite. So technically there is value when, when they're at plus plus one twenty. but I don't know. I just, it's so weird to kind of pull the trigger on that. I don't, I don't love it. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on it? Do you see any value in that in, or in, in kind of to make the finals market? Uh, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So I will say that, and we've had this happen um before every major this year once we get to major week a lot of these prices are 
priced pretty spot on. Um, so it's hard to find a lot of value uh, at this moment. But yeah, you mentioned FaZe. They're obviously um, big favorites to win. They've been in every major final so far, but haven't won anything. Um, yeah, if you've taken, you know, plus 120 on them uh, to win every major, obviously it's come up short every single time. So just by like that logic, I think that's why it's a little murky. Um, you like them a little more than I do. I wouldn't mind if you wanted to take FaZe at plus 120. I've got them at a 47% chance to win outright. So um, you've got a, a decent sized edge on me uh, for FaZe. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's okay. Um, there's obviously a lot of other ways to play or just hold. Um, but yeah, I, I can completely justify a phase ticket. Like I said, they're in the four five match. Um, they get a really soft landing if they do stumble in the first round versus thieves, right? They get to come down and play Paris in what will be Paris's final game as the Paris Legion. Um, thank goodness. Um, but what a way it would be to go out if, if phase come down or even thieves and Paris get a huge win um to <laughs> to maybe save the Paris brand but that's definitely not happening. Anyway, yeah, the or uh phase at plus 120 isn't bad. Um I'd much prefer that to the reach the major final market where phase is minus 225. That's way inflated. Um I've got them making the final about 62% of the time. So it's about a 7% deficit in terms of edge equity. Um, so yeah, I, I would, if you're going to go phase, go all the way with them. Um, or if you'd rather just like roll over every time they win, that's another way you could play it. I'm not sure if that would end up being more, it very well might, but, um, but yeah, phase is the best team in the game still. Uh, and their path to get there isn't that bad. Um, Optic Texas, Texas obviously struggled quite a bit in the qualifiers and are in losers bracket. Um, so those teams very likely won't meet this major at all, but if they do, it likely won't be until, you know, late, you know, Saturday or Sunday, probably. So both of those teams could go on around just off the fact that they likely won't see each other right away. Um, so yeah, phase is okay. You mentioned optic at 20 to one. I don't mind that. I have optic, uh, fourth best odds to win at 7%. Um, which I thought was a little high when the numbers came out, right? Because that 7% number is the number for them to win six straight matches. Granted, I do have them still as the number two team in the game, despite their recent struggles. So if you're consistently a favorite in all of these games, like that's how you get to that 7% number. Um, and yeah, like I said, they likely won't see phase for quite some time. Uh, it might not be until Sunday that they would meet should they meet. So Optic definitely has a path to go on a crazy loser's bracket run. Other than that, the outright winner market is... I'm not a huge fan of anything. You could talk me into Toronto. Um, you could talk me into maybe Minnesota. Their numbers are okay. Some other teams, I don't mind. Thieves, obviously they have a hard match versus FaZe right away. But that can also be a good thing, right? Because if you catch FaZe day one, they're a little unprepared and you knock them down to loser's bracket right away, you clear your own path uh, to reach that, you know, winner's bracket final, that grand final, um, and yeah, you up your odds greatly. So Thieves, right, probably won't beat FaZe, but they've got a legit chance, and even if they don't, they get to play Paris. So Thieves makes some sense. 
mutineers i don't mind like a lot of these i don't mind uh you could talk me into them but there's nothing i absolutely love one i would definitely avoid uh for the outright winners market is new york actually as crazy as it sounds i have them at a five percent chance to win um the market has them at plus 350 that's a huge price discrepancy uh the five percent Obviously, I would need them priced closer to 20 to 1, which that's just not going to happen. Um, they've been playing too well, and their path obviously isn't horrible. They don't start on the side of phase. They get Minnesota right away, and then they'd get the winner of Boston, Florida, should they win that match. So yeah, like a, a pretty, I would say, easy or straightforward path uh, for the subliners. Um, so maybe my 5% is a little low, but even still... Plus 350 is is a little too rich for me. Um, and then another one that I don't love, London Royal Ravens. And this hurts to say because, right, we have huge tickets on them, uh, 250 to 1 to win the whole thing, 100 to 1 just to reach the major final. Um, yeah, London, I don't know, man. Their, their qualifiers were, they looked a lot like LAG in Major 2. It was a lot of close wins, one after the other after the other. And they did trip up once, but man, a lot of those maps could have gone either way. Uh, I do feel like they lucked into the 4-1 and one record a little bit. Very well could have been 3-2, and two, if not 2-3. and three. Um, And yeah, I mean, they're on the side of the bracket with FaZe. They don't have to play them right away. But you get a Toronto team that I think was sneaky, unlucky in this qualifier stage, right? They barely get in with a two and three record, I believe. Um, and it, yeah, they went out on a tiebreaker to start in winner's bracket. But I feel like they could have won another match in there, maybe two. So I'm not sold on London. Um, they obviously have a better than 1% chance of, you know, reaching the final and a better than like a half a percent chance to win it all. But I would not advise uh, you take them now, just based on what the numbers are now. Um, and then, yeah, the other losers bracket teams like Seattle, I don't really have any interest in. They go hot, they go cold. This stage they went cold. Um, maybe they turn it on at the major. But again, you're starting in losers bracket. Um you play the loser of Boston, Florida. That's actually pretty winnable, but after that, it does get harder. You'd likely have to play Optic. Um, if not a New York team, that might be red hot still. Or a Minnesota team that can be kind of scrappy. And then, yeah, LAG in Paris, nothing really there, although their numbers are astronomical. Um, LAG has a winnable game for sure in losers round one. Um, Paris won't win their match versus Thieves and FaZe. We saw what that looked like this stage and it wasn't great um so yeah the, the outright winner market i don't love to reach the f major final i've found a little bit of value in the past and i still think there's some um for some of these teams in the middle uh specifically minnesota i have them reaching the final about 21 percent of the time so a plus 500 makes a little bit of sense um again mutineers i seemingly always find value on mutineers <laughs> Uh, I have them at a 16% chance to reach the final. That's um, They're listed at 7-1 to one to make it. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, not a lot to love. I'll quickly just go through my outright winner's percentages. Um, a little bit shuffled from where you have them, but I'd say our numbers are pretty accurate. Uh, phase for me, 47%. 
Toronto are my number two team at 11%. Then it's just a cascade of all these teams in the middle. Rocker, 7%. Optic, 7%. Boston, 6%. Thieves, Subliners, Mutineers, all at 5%. Uh, Royal Ravens at 4%. Surge at 2 uh, gorillas have a less than 1% chance. And yeah, like you, I have Paris never winning the major and never actually reaching the finals anyway. So it ain't happening. Sorry, everybody. What a what an unbelievable fall from winning the tournament, reaching the finals and winning the tournament one time out of the 10,000 in Paris simulations to <laughs> not reaching the finals. What a, what a huge fall from, a meteoric fall from such yeah. heights as winning the tournament one time. Um, No, I mean it. Again, this uh, here's the thing. In terms of Paris, and again, we will see how this all shapes up. They're going to be playing. Um, they're going to play the loser of Phase Thieves, which again is fun. Good luck, have fun with that. Um, which again, I feel like every time because I think it's what is it the bottom, the the twelfth ranked team always like they've been in the spot for a couple like the last two straight majors, and they always end up playing. They always end up like it's like okay, we're going to play like the loser of the two best teams. Like I think last yeah, time it was I mean, phase Toronto. Phase, yeah. Phase and optic a lot of times have been in this four or five seed. And yeah, I don't know. Like they sometimes would fall down or a team that had a good stage that was kind of unexpected might slip up in round one and fall down to losers bracket. It's like, yeah, good luck if you're the 12 seed. Cause it's like, it's not easy. Yeah. What it, what an insane, an insane p- position for Paris that they're always the twelfth seed, and the twelfth seed always plays the fourth, fifth seed, which the fourth, fifth seed are like always good. Like they're not the best team in qualifying, but they're always like really good. So like, yeah, yeah, so it's either just, a really, really good team that maybe struggled a bit, or lost a match, you know, a team that's on a meteoric rise that stumbled. So it's yeah. like, so good oh, luck. It's good it's luck hard either way. The thing yeah. of it is, though, like, I mean, with Paris, and again. We're going to have to see who wins between Thieves and FaZe. I worry a lot about, like, a Surge 2021 thing. Where, remember, Surge versus Thieves, and it was it was the final major. It was in Cold War, and then it, I don't even remember what, what Surge was. I think it was, like, plus 900 or something to win. It was, like, plus 900 or plus 1,000 or something. Like, the plus 2.5 was, like, plus 120. And I got all that, and I bet all that stuff, and then Sure enough, Surge won the game. And it's like, it's a team that has nothing to play for. And to be honest, Thieves, I mean, FaZe, outside of winning the tournament, they might not have much to play for either. Thieves at least are playing for their tournament lives. But this Paris team, they keep coming closer. They keep getting closer. They keep getting closer, right? Like, they took Minnesota to the brink. They took, um, who else did they take to the brink? Uh, they took Minnesota to the brink. They took Florida to the brink. They're getting closer. They're, They're getting there. And the thing is, again, this would be the last game of the season. Now, again, we're not expecting Paris to win. 100%. Hundred percent, but I do not think because again they they've lost a twelve and a CDL record twelve straight matches. I kind of feel like the thirteenth. I kind of feel like that's the one that they're gonna kick it in and they're gonna be like, yeah, okay, we're gonna like. I feel like okay, they win. I feel like I don't know whoever like I, whoever they're playing on Friday. That is not gonna be in a parlay for me. <laughs> that that Paris match is not gonna be in a parlay. Um, I feel like Paris is at least going to make it get it. To, like they're at least going to win one or two maps. So like the plus two and a half should be pretty good. I feel like they're probably going to take it to game five. Maybe they even win the game five. Like it depends on what the line is, but like 
I don't know. I just have I have like really weird vibes that this team is somehow going to like shock the world, win one game, and then immediately lose to the next team three zero. Like just it'll so be just straight up that. Here's what here's what I'll say about that potential Paris phase matchup that could happen. Right, if your phase, and we've seen this with a lot of elite teams in the league, um, like if your phase, are you thinking? Like, let's treat Paris like any other team and just come out and smoke them. You know, you know, nothing crazy on the map vetoes. Just come out and win and let's get our loser's bracket run, get our cash. You know, so what if we don't win it, the whole tournament? Like, at least let's make a run. Let's secure our number one seed, which I, I think they would have at this point. But, like, they're just like, let's just get our cash, go home, you know, not try to do too much. Like, I can see that coming through on the side of phase like but maybe they go even one step further and go all right we're playing paris in losers bracket round one um let's try berlin hardpoint again let's try our bad maps on this paris team and maybe it doesn't work out and yeah maybe paris force a game five maybe they win it like crazy stuff like that can happen um so yeah trying to figure out like where phase would be you know, just from their mindset of like, let's not give away too much. Champs is obviously the big one. You know, let's just get through this weekend. We'll win whatever matches we can win, but let's not show too much. Let's play some hard maps, see if we can improve those in a live LAN environment um, rather than like, you know, just map veto everything perfectly like they normally would in these matches. With If it's Thieves coming down, right? Thieves still need the CDL points. Um, they're still like clearly a better team than Paris thieves mind is like, they're set on like, okay, we need the points. We're not guaranteed a champ spot yet. Let's, you know, no funny business. Let's just beat Paris now. So that would worry me a little bit. If it is phase that comes down that phase Paris match as lopsided as it might seem, it could get a little funky. Um, that's all I'll say. I'm not going to say, like, FaZe are going to tank it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we might see a, a different FaZe team than we're used to seeing on some maps that we don't usually see them on. So, obviously, the likelihood of that isn't great because FaZe are pretty heavy favorites over Thieves. But we'll see. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I... Uh, I the thing of it is, if... if either of these teams lose, like the exception of maybe Thieves, but, like, if FaZe were to lose this game, do they really have incentive to, like, if, if, like, if they lost, like, sure, maybe they'll test out some maps against Paris, but, like, they could mess around enough that, like, Paris could actually beat them. Right? Like, ah, it's fine. And, like, they, like, obviously FaZe is going to champs. Obviously they want to win. They want to win the tournament. But if they immediately start off, like, they basically immediately go down to loser's bracket, do they care? Like that that match means a lot more to Paris than it does to FaZe, right? So I kind and even for Thieves to an extent, like if Thieves were to lose to FaZe, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one to see. I don't know. We're going to have to see where what how that line comes out and how either of these teams play. But anyways, let's start getting into the actual matches themselves. So 
one thirty on Thursday, which again we're recording this on Tuesday. That's only that's actually less than two days away. Two days from now, uh, we will be in Map Four of the second series. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. No, it's it's on land, guys. It's it's completely different. No problems at all. No, uh, one thirty p.m. start time, which is which is unique. They messed around with one thirty start times a little bit in the last major. I think they kind of like them just because they have a lot of later games. Um, but anyway, so map, match one, London versus Toronto, London minus one and a half plus 165, ultra plus one and a half minus 220, London on the money line minus 125, ultra on the money line minus 105, over three and a half minus 400, under three and a half plus 275. Um, this is a tricky one. I, I thought I was going to like London a lot in this match. I crunched the numbers on Sunday night. I had, the, I had a line for this before a line even went live. Um, I, I have, what's the number? What's the exact number I have? I have, uh, I have basically this. I have London 51% chance, 51.6% favorites, uh, Toronto 48.4. So basically dead even, which is basically what that line is. Minus 125, minus 105. Again, there's bigger vigs for, um, for, for esports. So that's basically what that line is. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised it was gonna be that even, but the problem is though, and I think this is the, this is the thing that affects it the most is I almost want to run it again, but take out the Ravens LAG game. And I, I feel like there's very good reason to do that one. Cause there was the insanely long break. And also too, like Ravens were, I think nine points away from closing that map four out. Cause basically they, they were up two forty one to one ninety nine. I think it was about that. It may be like one forty three, two forty three or something. They, they were in the two forties. They only needed like nine points. They had a basically a three on one on the point against Neptune. And I think uh, Zero was um, Zero was basically trying to spawn kill LAG, and Neptune took down all three of them. He went on a five kill streak, basically won them the game, and it was on P1. So basically, they were able to they basically were able to close it out on P1, get the get fifty points on that P1 hill alone, and win the game from there. And again, if they get that break, it's a three on one on the point. If they get that break. They win that game. They get nine points. They're there. They win the game three one. There's not a game. They they win the game three one. Again, it's nine points in, in a hard point. It's not particularly difficult. You get nine points. You win the game. You cover the minus one and a half, and you're the number. Which they're still the number one seed, anyways. But like I almost and again, the thing is that was after an hour long delay as well. Then there was another hour long delay before a map five, which is was a control, which is a search and destroy, which again is not particularly a kind, which is not a particularly kind game out to London. Um, well, LEG is pretty good at search, but like a part of me wants to throw that game out and just say like, I'd love to see what the number is. I'd assume London would probably be about 60-ish percent favorites, maybe 65 if, if that game wasn't included, but that lost LEG does hurt them. And I mean, we saw London tear apart Toronto early on in the stage. It was actually their first game of the stage. It was a game we were both on London at, and sure enough, London won that game pretty convincingly, 3-1. I don't know, but this Toronto team, like, I thought this Toronto team was going to lose. Well, I thought I thought there was a good chance they'd lose 3-1 to Boston, to be honest. Um, but they didn't. Uh, they, 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 they covered the spread against Boston. Boston was, I think, the favorite at the end. But they took, they took Boston to a Game 5. Boston did win the Game 5 search. And then they were down 0-2 to Optic, and then Optic just couldn't... They couldn't close it out on a Gavutu control, on a hard point. Like, Toronto's hard point has improved a little bit. They are better. They were better this week on hard point. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they're if they're doing anything specifically. They're just... They seem to be doing a little better. I'm going to have to go and dig into the data a little bit. But 
my lean here is London. I think I, I, I'd rather have money on London. I'd rather have money on the London minus one and a half. And then obviously you can play certain other markets here. So I think I've already bet. Uh, I think I bet London. The, the hard point spread is minus 22 and a half. That's not bad. London's actually pretty good at hard point. I think that's probably a fine spread for, for this London Toronto game. Um, I wouldn't hate a stab at London and the control. At some point, they have to get better at control, right? Like, they can't they can't keep sucking this badly at control. But again, like, Toronto's going get, to get through two London hard points, and they're going to have to get through two London search and destroys, which are basically even. And also, like, the map three is just, like, at some point, London's going to figure out control. Like, they can't just be bad at control. Like, they've got a couple days. Just learn control. Figure out how to win a win a game of control, and then this team can win the major. What are your thoughts on this? Are you with me on London? I know your model does favor Toronto, but I I just keep thinking that, like, what would this line be? You know, would the model, your model even say if London had closed out that map four against, against LAG? Yeah, I would like London, obviously, a little bit more, but that doesn't make up for the fact that London you know, like barely won so many other maps in this stage. Um, you know, we talked about all the round 11s that they had won. Um, like, yeah, a lot of those hard points were really close, not just that one. And their control is a real issue. I know you say like at some point they'll win one and it, it might just be that like someone decides to play them on Gavudu because that's the one map that London can play in control. Um, and they're not even great at that, right? London control records on Gavudu, they're eight and eight, middle of the pack. Berlin, they're one and six, uh, that ranks eleventh. Tuscan, they're two and seven, um, which also ranks eleventh. It's really ugly when it's not Gavudu. Um, Toronto are an interesting control team because they will mix it up. Um, they have a pretty diverse map set when it comes. They're not like afraid to play anything when it comes to control. Um, I have them as the best Berlin control team, uh, fourth best on Gavutu, and seventh on Tuscan. So, right, London would have the advantage um, in nothing. <laughs> like, not even on Gavutu. Um, so that's where I worry, like, Toronto might end up squaring up with London on that map. Um, I feel like it's either Gavutu or Tuscan, just because Toronto's been so good on Berlin and London's been so bad. Um, so it's either going to play, they both play a map that they're average at, or they both play a map that they're subpar at. But either way, Toronto does have a slight advantage. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird that London are only good at Gavudu. I get it, though. Like, they like the big maps. The same thing goes with Hardpoint. Like, London has played Bocage Hardpoint three times this year. They've lost all three of them. Like, they just, they played it three times. They said, we suck at it and they threw it in the trash can. Granted, their other three maps are very, very good. So this one's pretty easy to iron out, for me at least, right? London are a clear favorite in the hard points. I do think Toronto can at least force like a coin flip hard point match. Let's say if they play, I don't know, like a Tuscan or Berlin, like it, it could get close. Um, for Berlin, you know, that that's a very commonly played hard point map. If Toronto get the good side spawns, like, you know, that already nets you, I would say, 20 to 30 points, if not more, just because that that hill is such a money hill for the team that spawns closer to it, that, you know, you're starting the map up a comfortable amount of points 
you know, they're, they're not guaranteed, but like of all the maps that we've played since the CDL's begun, like that P1 is so advantageous for that side of the map. Um, so yeah, maybe Toronto get a Berlin where they spawn on the good side. Maybe they can keep, you know, a Tuscan hardpoint close to the end. Uh, Gavudu they're horrible at, and London's quite good. So I think the vetoes are pretty clear in hardpoint. London will get rid of Bocage because they'd never play it. And the difference between Toronto and London on Gavudu is huge. So I do see a Berlin and a Tuscan. Um, search is a pretty big discrepancy. Toronto have turned things around in search for you know, lack of a better, like they, for most of the year, were kind of like a average to a slightly above average team in search, but they've been looking better, like slowly progressing in that mode. I have them as the second best search team in the game, very close to the top team. Um, and then control there, you know, we, we talked about how bad London is in that mode and, and yeah, I, I have Toronto winning this in a three, two. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I don't love the price for them though. Like, it is value. I see a minus 105 on them for the money line. To me, that's value. I have Toronto winning at a 59% rate, which, again, at, at first glance, when you just look at the records and how these teams have looked recently, um, yeah, you would think London should be favored. But I don't know. I, I, I do think Toronto are just the better. They're the more fundamentally sound team. If they can take care of business in the control, if they can just assert their dominance in search, which, you know, London aren't horrible at search and destroy. They can definitely squeak out some wins here and there. But, you know, at some point, all these round 11 wins are going to turn into losses. And London are going to start losing matches pretty quick, I worry. So, I don't know. Toronto's a good opponent to at least push them uh, to a game five, potentially. But if it gets that far, like, I'm I'm going with Toronto in that case. So. I, I still don't love it, though. I talked about the price, minus 105. I, I was kind of thinking London would be around minus 150 to win this match, not minus 125. Um, so I might wait a little bit, see if that London number goes up, um, or I guess see if the Toronto number goes up. If so, uh, I, I might take something on Toronto. If not, just you know maybe look into the futures market at their odds to reach the major final, maybe to win outright. But um but yeah, this is definitely an interesting match. I will say another match where the loser gets a pretty soft landing um, with LAG. Now, if that team is Toronto, that game is really, really, really important for both teams. Uh, if it's London that comes down, um, not super important. London should have their champs ticket um, punched this weekend at some point. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting way to start it off. You mentioned it is an earlier game, which I get it. It's a Thursday. Like, not everyone can, you know, stay up super late on a Thursday, especially on the East Coast. So I don't mind the earlier start time. Um, but it's also London playing first, and a lot of their fans are overseas anyway. So we'll get this one out of the way first. And, um, yeah, I, I think I'll slightly – I'll go against you here, and I'll side with your Toronto Ultra. Hey. I mean, I, it's for me, it's kind of more of a gut play because I guess theoretically the model would have me bet Toronto, but I just, I don't love either of these prices. I just, I really like, I just, I really think that if that hard point ends differently, then all of a sudden 
it's London 3.1, and then all of a sudden this price is like London minus 150, and our models are saying London's minus 200. That's that's my concern. And again, that like there was a massive delay. They complained about the ping on on map five as well. So I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know. I just this might be a stay away, maybe bet an individual game spread or two somewhere. Um, but maybe just uh, maybe just leave the the money line alone on this one. Next up at three o'clock. Boston versus Florida. Boston minus one and a half plus one thirty five. Florida plus one and a half minus one seventy five. Boston minus one forty five on the money line. Florida plus one ten on the money line. Boston over four and a half plus one sixty five. Uh, sorry, not just over four and a half maps. Not Boston over four and a half. Over four and a half plus one sixty five. Under four and a half minus two twenty. So this is actually interesting in some ways. So the Betway boost. We we haven't talked about them for a couple of weeks. They didn't really have one last week, or they had a really boring one. I can't remember, but. This week's Betway boost is Ravens and Boston Breach both to win, and that's a plus 300 on that. Now, that's not bad. I don't hate that. But again, we're not loving the, the line there on that on that Boston, on, on the Toronto, uh, Toronto line. In terms of Boston, I have them as about a, I have them a 145 favorite, so about a 150. So I have them basically exactly, um, I have them basically exactly this line. So I actually don't see a ton of value in this line. I think this is priced properly. Um, I will say, though, that there is some value on the game one, on the hard point, map one hard point, Boston minus 15 and a half. That's actually not horrible. I do have Florida as the better search team. So maybe you could do like Florida minus one and a half. Like you do map two, Florida minus one and a half. That's plus 120. Um, control, God knows. Don't even know. That's just... I think Boston's a better control. I have Boston's a better control team. They're only minus one fifty to win the control. That's not bad, but yeah, it's um, I don't know. I I kind of like Boston here, and I don't know. I don't hate that boost either. I really looking at that boost. I really don't think it's horrible. I uh, I I I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts on this? Do you like? I got Boston about a sixty-ish percent chance, fifty-eight percent chance to be exact. What are what are your thoughts here? Are you with me on on Boston? What about the what about the Betway boost? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I crunched the numbers just now on the Betway boost. I'd have London and Boston both winning about twenty one percent of the time. So you said plus three hundred was the payout on that, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's not quite good enough for me, and a lot of that goes into I'm very low on London at the moment, so. You know, if the numbers were like, I have London favored at a 60% clip, then it might make a little more sense, but I have them as, you know, the opposite of that, basically. So, yeah, in this Boston game, it's pretty close to a 50-50 in my model. I slight lean to Boston. Um, So these numbers are about spot on. I don't have much interest in much. Um, Yeah, Boston's slightly better hard point team ever so slightly better search team. And I actually have Florida as a slightly better control team. It is interesting to see where they'll play on control. Um, Cause both teams are very good at not very good. Both teams are solid at Tuscan. Um, and we see a lot of times when teams are say, even across the board in control maps, like they'll tend to just play the one that they're both decent at. Um, or if obviously if it's a clear like this team's better at map A, this team's better at map B, they'll just play map C. But I don't know in this scenario like Florida's decent at all of the maps. Um, Boston have a couple weaknesses. Gavudu is really bad for them. 
Berlin, they haven't played much, but they haven't looked great. And then Boston's Tuscan is actually pretty nice. So if it's Tuscan, it's close to a 50-50. And if that's the case, even more win probability into Boston's favor. Um, If it's Gavudu, it's a huge mismatch. So that's why I don't see that map. And it could be Berlin just because, I don't know, Boston's played it four times. Florida's played it three times. Neither team has looked great. So it might just be the situation where we end up playing that map just because there's a lot of unknowns that go into that. And, you know, if one of these teams wants to maybe throw a curveball in there, maybe that's what ends up coming through. So maybe control's closer to 50-50. And if that's the case, then Boston should be, and I would say, yeah, an even heavier favorite, but still not to a point where, like, I want to take them with much. Um, and in all honesty, I don't even know about map spreads in this match. Um, I know last week I mentioned uh, Florida and LA Thieves were playing, and I, <laughs> I like, br- brought in the uh, under three and a half maps, and I said, watch this go to a map five. That did end up happening, and... Um, Mutineers Thieves from earlier in the year they played once that also went to a map five so apparently when the most inconsistent teams in the game play each other you don't get a 3-0 you get a you know round 11 in a game five or something crazy but I don't know this one if Florida comes out cold this could be quick if they come out hot it could be a quick series it's a vivid revenge game so you know if you like playing the revenge game angle maybe you like Florida a little bit but um, yeah, Boston four and one on the stage. I think in a similar boat to London, though. Like, yeah, they were four and one, but did like did they actually go four and one, or did they luck into a win here or there? I'm not saying it was a bad performance out of them these last few weeks, but um, I don't know. the The record seems to indicate they're a very very good team at the moment, and I'm just not sold on them. I'm obviously not sold on Florida either, right? Like we saw the Paris match last week. We saw a couple of their earlier matches this stage. Not super convincing with the new roster on that side. So we'll see. I don't know. This this match seems to scream like I don't care much about it. It's a tough one to call. It's close to a 50-50. It's obviously huge for Mutineers. They need all the points they can get uh, to try to get into top eight. This is a pretty nice opponent to get in the first round. Like, if you're Mutineers or if you're Rocker, like, I think you're happy that you're on this side of the bracket, right? You you get pretty, I don't want to say easy, but like you're not playing phase in round one. You're in winner's bracket and you have the opportunity to knock New York down to loser's bracket. We'll get to the next match with, you know, New York and Minnesota in a bit, but things are setting up nicely for Florida and Minnesota as they were set up nicely last week for them too. Um, but yeah, this specific match, Mutineers and Breach, it's largely a stay away for me. We'll see if the prices change. Um, I'm not sure if one team is going to get bet way up or way down. Um, I don't think that'll happen. I, I just don't see this as like a, a must-see match that you know people want action on anyway. So yeah, uh, kind of a stay away for me. Um, we'll see how the vetoes play out. And uh, yeah, obviously a huge one for, for Florida. Yeah. All right, next one up, Subliners versus Rocker. Subliners minus 1.5, minus 105. Rocker plus 1.5, minus 125. Subliners minus 190 on the money line. Rocker plus 146 is actually lower on other books. 
on uh, Bet365, this is actually Rockers down to plus 120, uh, Subliners down to 163. So, shop around, there is some kind of, there is some spread on this. Um, over 3.5, minus 350, under 3.5, plus 250. Um, I don't know why, but, like, I, I want to take Minnesota here. My model doesn't say yes. that. My model yes. says okay. <laughs> My model has subliners is a huge favorite here. I got them at eighty percent favorite, but like I I can't I on I can't man <laughs> like I, I honestly can't like I just I, I this subliners team has a history of, and again that 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 thieves match is a perfect example of them just choking at the worst possible time, and like look they know the path ahead of them they need to get top three at the major. What would be it like? Honestly, if you the the, the pro, this is the problem, right? Like you know you have to get top three to even have a chance, right? Like you have to get top three and hope a bunch of people lose, like just straight lose and get eliminated. I don't even know. Like I just I I can't. This team must have so many feelings about this, and the pressure on them is going to be just so immense. And when the pressure has been on the subliners team to perform on land, it has just not gone well at all. Now it is their home. It is their home major. It is their home major, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is their. It is yep. their home major. I don't know, man. I just, I, God, it's, it's rough. I just, like everybody knows that how. Like, and again, this isn't like like with Toronto. The pressure was off them, right? Obviously, they wanted to perform well, but like literally every single game, like the second they the second they falter even the slightest like any loss could functionally eliminate them basically like even if you fall into losers bracket or like like there's so many things out of your control and you have to just play the best you possibly can and just pray for basically a miracle i just I, i'm sorry i i don't see this i want i want to fade the subliners team if i'm betting anything like if i'm betting anything on this it's rocker i'm not betting subliners minus one and a half i think i've already bet Map one rocker plus thirty five and a half. That number is ridiculous. Now my model doesn't actually show that as value. I've got them winning two fifty to one seventy two. But like, come on, that's that's a massive number. I don't think the I think I think rocker can. That being said though, thieves didn't cover that, but then they won the series. They didn't cover that map one, but then they won the series anyway. So I don't know. I just I can't. I I can't get behind this subliners team, and I just. I don't know. What what are your thoughts here? I, I heard you I heard you saying yes uh in, in the background, like like Palpatine there. What what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah. I like a lot of times this year my model does not like the subliners. Um it it really does like Rocker here quite a bit. I have Rocker as actually a slight favorite in this match. Crazy as that might sound, and if you take into account New York's recent run of you know, games, maybe subliners are a slight favorite. Either way, I think it's close to a 50-50. But with that said, right, value on Minnesota, you know, if you're getting plus 140 or plus 150, like, that's the ballpark I see them in right now, and that's really, really good value. Um, I mean, yeah, Minnesota, a clearly better search team. Every map across the board, they are a better search team than the subliners. The controls are pretty close. I am curious to see where we end up on control. Um, Minnesota, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting, right? Because they like to play just about every map, um, and they're they're solid on Berlin. They've only played it five times. They're three and two, but 
in terms of round differential, like they're really, really doing well on that. Uh, Gavudu, they're four and four on the year, which is a 50% win percentage. They've been blown out on that map though. So their round differential in that mode is pretty bad. Uh, and then Tusk, and they're seven and nine. So again, mediocre, nothing special. Um, New York's kind of similar. Like <laughs> they're both just like, whatever on every map so we really could go anywhere in control um new york does like they just veto berlin so much they've been playing it more so maybe we're more likely to see it now they were just auto vetoing it forever though um and then decent on gavudu 50 50 on tuscan like control is a true toss-up um so we'll see how that plays out i know minnesota is the better search team on every map Hard point, New York is a better hard point team by far, but I think we see a Bocage. New York are willing to play that. Minnesota like to play that quite a bit. They're the number two and three ranked team on that map. And I think both teams, like neither team's vetoing that map, I don't think. So I think we're going to see it. We might see it game one. And then it just comes down to what's the other hard point map. That one's probably going to be way more advantageous for New York. Good chance it's Berlin. Minnesota loves to play that despite being horrible at it. So could be a Berlin. Again, if you're Minnesota, maybe that, you know, good side spawn can help you out there. That might also be a reason why they play it so much is, you know, they just want to play for that good side, even with those they're losing. So tough to tell with them. Um, But yeah, when all that said and done, like Minnesota clear favorites in a game two or game five. 50-50 in control, and I think they can take one of the hard points. Like, Bocage, if I see it, unless I'm shocked and someone vetoes it, like, I think they got a real chance to take that because Bocage is crazy, and these teams are pretty good at it. So it could be a really, really fun map. And then, obviously, the other hard point map might be tough for them to get done. But you add all that up, and to me, it sounds like Minnesota have a legit chance to win this series. So I'm curious to see if this number goes up. I know New York, it's their home major. They'll have the crowd behind them. Maybe their number gets bet up a little bit, even into the minus 200 range. That would not surprise me. Um, At that point, I would take Minnesota. I already mentioned the futures market, right? I'm not in on New York. I don't mind Minnesota, especially just to reach the major final. Um, Their path ain't that bad. but This game, in terms of importance, right, this is going to be the most important match of the year. Uh, You have the number nine, like, overall seed and the number 11 seed in terms of champs placements going at it in winner's round one, right? If you win, that's humongous. If you lose, you get to play Optic in loser's round one. Go have fun with that. Uh, There's a very realistic possibility that one of these teams is eliminated from champs on Friday afternoon, right? If you go lose-lose, you're done. Like, plain and simple, you're not getting the points you need to get to that eight seed. So, yeah, this one means a lot. And obviously, if you win, your path is still pretty easy. You get a Boston-Florida matchup. Those teams aren't world beaters. Very, very winnable game. It's it's hugely important just based on how nice your path looks not only for this major, but for champs, if you win this match and just how hard it can be for you if you lose. Just you get thrown into the basement, 
you get to play Optic in round one. We know how the crowd is going to be for that match. You know Optic is ready to bounce back and show that they're still a legit team. It's, yeah, it's humongous. I will be cheering for Minnesota, as I am a Rocker fan. Um, And yeah, I mean, part of me wants to see New York win just to keep the drama going on can they make champs. But part of me wouldn't mind if they just get double eliminated right away and we can talk about something else moving forward because it feels like all we've been talking about is can New York make champs Uh, and for good reason they've been very very hot Um, they obviously I think most people would say they are a top eight team at the moment and they might miss champs with one of the greatest COD players of all time so a good reason they've been in the like headlines lately but um but yeah, I don't know. I kind of think Minnesota might come in and rain on their parade a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? There is so much pressure on this subliners team, and they have to be perfect. And I feel like if you're already at a deficit, and you're like, we have to go... Right, like if you're sitting here and you're like, okay, we have to go... We have to win, like, two or three matches in a row just to maybe make champs, depending on how everything else breaks out. Because, like, other teams get points, too, right? It's not like... Like, at some point, a team they're trying to chase for for champs will win a game, right? I mean, heck, it might even happen earlier that day, right? Like, if Florida gets points, or if... Bo- I mean, if Florida w- beats Boston, or if Toronto beats Ravens, they're already at, like they're already almost eliminated, right? Like how? Like I mean, I don't. We don't actually have the numbers because the numbers are insane, and I don't even know how the tiebreaks work out. So we're not we're not actually doing the numbers here. But like, what if if Florida wins? What is their chance of like whatever their percentage of making champs? Which I which I don't think is particularly high. But like of that small chance, like what is that decrease five percent, five percent, ten percent of the of the small chance? Like say they have like a twenty percent chance of making champs, which I think is actually that's substantially. That's pretty high, to be honest. But let's say it's 20%. Well, actually, theoretically, okay, fine. We actually somewhat have the numbers. So to, to I have subliners making the winner's final 17%, making the finals 33%. So fine, let's give them, let's give them, let's split that. Let's say it's 25-ish percent, fine. So then what? If Florida wins, then what does that go down? That goes down. That twenty-five goes down. What ten? So you're you're already like ten percent of the twenty-five. So you're already at about twenty percent, give or take, like twenty-two point five. So let's round it down to twenty. Like you're already down to like like every time a team wins, if Florida were to win, if Toronto were to win, like I, I the actually the even worse thing case would be if London if London beats Toronto and then Toronto goes down to LAG and then LAG wins. That's actually in some ways even worse for subliners. So like there are so like any small little thing. Could can like they they might function like they could do they could have a, they could win the tournament and well they probably if they won the tournament they probably make champs but like it could be pretty bad like it it's kind of insane to say that like just the amount of pressure that's going to be on this team I don't know I definitely like the plus one and a half I could definitely see subliners throwing I don't hate a money I don't hate something on the, the rocker minus one and a half either plus four hundred to beat a team that like could be combustible. Like plus thirty thirty five and yeah, a half. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get crazy and go like even Rocker to win in a sweep, like yeah, the, the minus one and a half for Rocker might make some sense. Um, like we said, right? If it's Bocage map one, we see a lot of Bocage map one. That's a toss up to me. Search should be theirs if everything goes according to plan. 
And then you have a control game, which, again, is probably close to a coin flip. I, yeah, like, I don't know. To me, it, it, it does look good for Minnesota. One last thing on New York before we move on, because we can't spend the whole time talking about New York. But if you're a New York fan and you look at this bracket, like, it kind of shapes out pretty nice for you, right? Because you're chasing Minnesota, right? You get them in winner's round one. Not only do you get 10 CDL points for winning this, you send them down to play Optic, which is a very, very hard loser's round one match. Um, Not only that, your next game could be against Boston. If that's the case, Florida's already in loser's bracket. If Florida comes through, well, a win against Florida, you're still moving on. You're racking up the CDL points. You send them down. So like, New York winning in a lot of ways correlates to Minnesota and Florida losing. Um, but you're right, right? Like there's LAG lurking on the bottom. Can they take a game from London or Toronto? You know, if they can, they're still alive. But if not, like they're also dead. So if you're a New York fan, like this weekend after a day or two days, you know very clearly it's either a really good weekend so far or you're already dead. Like, there's no... I, I don't see, like, a middle ground where New York is winning, but Minnesota and Florida are going on crazy losers bracket runs, and they're, like, maintaining their points advantage. Like, either New York is coming out and taking care of business and slowly creeping back, or they're just toast. So, it we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think... Yeah. We know we talked enough about New York, but that's... Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be an interesting match. Now, I think... I can't tell if this is going to be an interesting match or a really boring match. Thieves versus FaZe. This will be on 6 o'clock or at, in real time, 7.30. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Thieves plus 1.5, even money, plus 100. FaZe minus 1.5, minus 130. Thieves, plus, um, Thieves on the main line, plus 260. FaZe on the main line, minus 375. Over 3.5, minus 275. Under 3.5, plus 200. This is, I mean, I, I in something like this, I kind of just have to trust the model. My model loves uh, thieves. Uh, my, sorry, my model loves face here. I got face eighty percent chance to win. Minus one and a half is basically even money. So like you're roughly getting that there. I think face is the better team, but and especially in in in, in um, especially in search. Um, minus one and a half, minus one thirty isn't horrible on that. I just. I, I don't know. It, I, like, I could I see Faze, like Thieves winning? Sure. Do I see Faze just crushing it? Yeah, but like, Faze is not nearly as dominant as it once was. Now, Faze in a major seems different, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't love any, really, I don't love any of these games. I think all of them are like kind of bad, but yeah, I, I don't hate, like, if I'm betting this game, I'm betting phase, and I'm probably betting the minus one and a half, and maybe a spread here. Like I think the hard point spread is what twenty five, yeah, twenty four and a half. So like that's I I have a twenty five. I actually have a basically the same spread as me. I have a twenty five. So like I could see phase covering that, but outside of it, I don't see much reason to bet phase here. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Do you see? Um, are, are you in agreement with me? I, I kind of think the side here is phase. I, I really don't, I don't want to be holding a thieves ticket, but I could see thieves doing like, I don't want to, like I really, the only bet I see here is phase minus one and a half. But like, if you told me this went to a game five, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah. Um, I don't love anything in this, honestly. Like, I see no value either side. These are priced pretty accurately. Like, of all the matches we've, like, talked about so far, this one is right on my numbers, uh, basically. I have FaZe at a 73% chance to win, Thieves at a 27% chance. Uh, so about a one in four shot, we see the upset here. Um, these teams did play in stage four. Uh, it was a weird, weird series. It went to a game five. Uh, FaZe won both searches 6-0. Um, Thieves took the, the game one on Gavudu. They blew out FaZe. Um, then we had the first Atlanta 6-0. Thieves win a really, 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 I can't say really enough, close control on Tuscan, uh, 3-2. And then they, uh, FaZe, excuse me, it's really hard not to get these teams mixed up just because their names are so similar and their colors are the same. Anyway, FaZe, uh, Atlanta, uh, win game four pretty easily. And then again, 6-0 in Search and Destroy. So, although it went to a Game 5, I would say that's a pretty comfortable phase win outside of Game 1. That was pretty ugly. Um, Yeah, and then, I don't know, FaZe had a very good stage. Like, despite, like, they had that loss to LAG, that was super close. They were definitely testing some maps on LAG. It did not work out. Um, They ran into London, again, super, super close results they lost to london by three on game one lost by 10 in game four um i yeah i just phase is still really really good um thieves is a solid team um they definitely if they have i don't know like sometimes they just show up and they're really hot i just think phase is such a more fundamentally sound team like gun skill wise these teams are pretty close right like we see Octane, we see Kenny. Sometimes these guys go crazy and look like Celium. Um, but FaZe, I just I believe in their search and destroy so much more. Um their map pool is slightly larger than Thieves, so that helps. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't really like anything enough to take it. Like I'm I'm even trying to look at like map spreads. Thieves don't like to play Bocage, so we can be pretty sure that that's not coming through. Um so, you know, if it's not Bocage, better chance that, you know, the game one hard point is more of a mismatch, uh, or at least, you know, a bigger point differential. So maybe you side with the favorite in game one. I would have to think that's FaZe. Uh, probably playing on like a Gavutu, maybe a Tuscan. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This one priced pretty accurately. I think it's pretty clear FaZe are better in every game mode. Um, but yeah, I mean, Thieves have the horses to at least make this tough, if not win outright. So I'm hoping for a good series, but I, I do worry just because FaZe sometimes show up to these majors and look like a completely different animal. So uh, I don't know. If, if these prices move, maybe I'll lean one way or the other, but right now I am stuck in the middle. So we'll see. I don't mind, again, in Atlanta just to win the whole major. If you're a little worried about this match, but you want to buy into phase still like just take them in the futures market. I think that makes some sense. Um, and yeah, thieves. I mean, you can convince me on a thieves future ticket as well, right? If they get past phase, things open up a lot, but it's a really, really hard matchup for them. No doubt. So 
Oh, I wish I had one lean one way or the other, but I I don't at the moment. But um, still a good match to end on. I really wish the Minnesota New York one would be the last one of the day. It's right. It's New York's major. I feel like that one means so much for champs placements. This one obviously matters. Phase and thieves matters. Obviously not as much for Phase, but thieves still on the bubble. Um, a win here would be gigantic. Um, uh, but again, still these teams have a a really easy. Uh, opponent if they lose in Paris Legion and uh yeah I'm not too worried about either team here um but yeah no no lean for me um but you can convince me either way for sure yeah I uh I kind of agree with that I I I don't see much on this match honestly I think it's important to pick and choose value spots and I think then we'll go from there. That being said, as I'm watching this here, we actually have uh, player props mar- we have player kills market for every single player for every single game here on Bet365. So um gonna look through gonna fire that model back up again and I'll look through some of these that I like and, and we'll see what we can do from there. Um but yeah, I um not a lot like these lines are set really well. Um so we'll we'll have to see. Now, I mean, obviously we talked about Optic coming up in the loser's bracket. Um, Seattle, whatever. They're going to play Florida. Like, we're going to have to see. I um, Like, I've got... I basically... Like, I have LEG basically even with whoever they play. So that's intriguing. I've got... um. Both, I've got Thieves as a 90% favorite over Paris, and I've got Faze as a 98% favorite over Paris. So, <laughs> so fun. I've got, uh, I've got Subliners beating Optic 3-2. I've got Optic beating Minnesota 3-2. So that's, that's kind of interesting. I've got Seattle beating Boston 3-2, actually, which is kind of interesting. And then I've got Seattle beating Florida 3-2. Did you crunch the numbers on the, on, on the possible other matchups or not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can real quick. Um, any well, just, in particular you want me to fire away? On? I don't know, just anything in particular that you, as, as we're just kind of closing up here, just any, what matchups would you look at and, and potentially, like, I think we've talked about Paris. I feel like Paris will do something. They'll probably cover the plus two and a half, maybe even cover the plus one and a half. Yeah, yeah, so Paris, so biggest possible mismatch in the league would be FaZe versus Paris. Uh, I'd have Paris winning that 5% of the time. I talked about that a little earlier, though. If FaZe, you know, play on their weaker maps, maybe that gives Paris a little bit more of an edge. Maybe that 5% goes to an 8% um, or 10% even, based on, you know, what FaZe are feeling like uh, motivation-wise. But, yeah, that's obviously a huge mismatch. Um, Yeah, we could talk about, like, maybe a... Yeah, like Seattle, we haven't mentioned a bunch. Um, If it's Boston that comes down... Seattle's slight favorite for me, 57% uh, odds to win. Um, if it's Florida, I would imagine it's pretty similar. Yeah, slightly bigger favorites, uh, Seattle are versus Mutineers. Seattle, 59% favorites. Um, slightly favored in every game mode, um, so that's nice. So yeah, Seattle, not a great stage for them, but I think they've asserted throughout the entirety of the year that they're still a very good team. Um, and yeah, it could be really tough for Boston or Florida, whoever loses that, because we've seen Seattle, um, you know, get really hot. This stage was not kind to them, but, you know, this is a completely different weekend, and we saw the last major, 
Seattle did not lose. So that's a tough one. Don't sleep on Seattle. Uh, and then, yeah, like tech uh, optic is interesting, right? They could get New York. Uh, I'd have optic and this is maybe a, a bit of a surprise. I'd have optic favored over New York, 71% chance to win. So that's maybe a little high considering what New York's done recently compared to what Optic's done recently. But even still, like Optic, despite the roster this year, like that that's the impressive thing, right, with Optic is like, doesn't really matter who's in that fourth spot, if it's Illy, if it's Prolute. Like, this team works well. This stage was not good to them. A lot of close losses. That's kind of the theme, I feel like. Like, if you're losing, you know, they feel like close losses that you could get. And if you're winning they feel like, right, you could have slipped up and lost any of those. So that's just kind of Vanguard um, in a nutshell. Let me run Texas versus Minnesota. Uh, Very similar numbers. I'd have Texas favored uh, 69% uh, over Minnesota. Granted, Minnesota are the optic boogeymen. So, you know, maybe Minnesota should be 100% favorites in that mode. But I digress. Um, Yeah, and then LAG versus London or Toronto. I'd have LAG as a pretty sizable underdog versus either team um, in, yeah, what would be a a must-win match for LAG. So that's kind of where I'm at in the loser's bracket. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm excited. A lot of different ways this weekend could go, but um, I am ready to finally figure out who is in and who is out for champs. Yeah, it's... um... It's it's interesting. We're gonna we're we're gonna see. So um, yeah, there's gonna be some interesting matchups in the back end, and um, hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can uh, we're gonna see some interesting matchups. And yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. I, I think the fu- the conclusion of this is gonna be really interesting. And and yeah, I'm hoping for. I mean, we, we've got a couple of good matchups left. We got a couple of weeks left, basically. Hopefully, we're getting some good matchups, some some competitive games, and then then we never have to see a Tuscan control again. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so thank you for for joining us this week. We will have one more. Um, I th- I think we're tentatively going to do it next week. I think we're going to we're penciling it in for next Tuesday because we'll know all, all the pieces will be in place for champs, anyways. Um, nothing is going to change. Um, then we'll preview obviously champs, odds to win champs, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then maybe something in the off season about roster mania, or maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to see. It, it depends. It depends what we feel like and how busy we are with with football season. But I'm I'm sure you'll hear from us again in, at some point in in the future, maybe for for next year when we start talking about modern warfare. But anyways, thank you for joining us, uh, Ryan. Of C- we go follow him at, at CDL Metrics. And yeah, enjoy the major and thank thank God we have no more online cut. See you, everybody. <laughs>